media is a lot more tactical and a lot more behind the scenes. Um, a lot of media planning that I've seen and I've done is you're in different Excel sheets, you're in different programs, but even the programs have like rows and rows of data, which go on forever. Um, and so it's a lot of behind the scenes work where I feel like advertising is a lot of in front of the scenes or like with the scenes, you're kind of like doing a lot of what you're doing and you never really look, you're not looking at a lot of Excel sheets. You're looking at presentations and decks and visuals. And I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Get Podcast. I'm your host Zeke and in this episode I'm my friend Francis to speak about early career and much more. I'd like to give a content warning for ensuring language use in this episode and hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. So, welcome to the podcast. I would I be if I just said leave meeting. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, now I need to replace her. <laughs> okay. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Anytime. So, I'll let you do a quick overview, a quick introduction of yourself, and then we get to the questions. Awesome. So my name is Francis Jimenez, or Jimenez, depending on who you ask. Sometimes it's easier for uh, white folks to just say Jimenez, because then it's easier to spell. Um, and I'm currently a brand strategist at Droga5. Very nice. So before we get into more questions, what would your origin story be, and how would you like to represent it? Ooh, I feel like my origin story... So I was born in New York, which sounds a lot more glamorous than my actual life is, right? So I was born in Queens, particularly Flushing, Queens, which a lot of the time is overlooked until we had like a massive influx of Chinese immigrants, mainly from like mainly Fujianese immigrants. And then all of a sudden, like it became the hotspot for food and um, Asian culture. And so I think it's just really interesting. So I think my origin story would kind of be a Dominican girl that's lived in Flushing her entire life, but is now the outsider, right? Like people now look at me and they're like, wait, what are you doing here? And I was like, I was born here. What are you doing here? Um, so that's kind of like my origin story. And I feel like I'm going to leave that open-ended because I feel like that's a good start to A, go into a villain, you know, kind of like that, those intense emotions of like otherness and feeling ousted the from my but it also could be, you know, a really great hero story. So I'm just going to leave that open-ended. As fast as the 13th reason. <laughs> and how would you write, how would you rep- represent that? Ooh, so, you know, we got to start with the book. I'm a big reader. It has to be, a re- it has to be a book. Um, and then, of course, you know, a couple movie rights. Okay. Make a franchise, make some merch. Sell some toys. I don't know. Exactly. You know, we gotta we gotta start with the books and then get all the big fans and then the crazy fans and then we gotta expand the empire. And then make a movie. Then I'll watch the movie and then I'm like, oh, this is a nice movie. I was there. That was me. Exactly. You gotta you gotta put the promo <laughs> out there. We gotta start from the ground up. You know, uh, in marketing we use that term guerrilla marketing. So it's like really in the streets kind of getting the word out there and then building it up. And then one day, you know, I'll be sitting down and it'll be a 25th anniversary, kind of like the Harry Potter stuff. I just saw the Harry Potter anniversary, um, like that regroup thing. So that's that's the goal, really. Yeah. 
and also just want to let you know you guys ask any questions if you have a have a question give me a dialogue well i mean i feel like i haven't spoken to you in a bit so how are you zeke quick brief overview of how you've been in the past like what five years since i've seen you <laughs> i am tired exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point besides well it's me right now just mostly just trying to refine myself because you know after you graduate college you kind of just like oh what's next and then now recently it's all working in marketing which is what i was trying to graduate and do anyway so now i'm trying to figure out what's my new motivation in life i don't know maybe you can try to become a super saiyan i don't know i tried on younger than we worked out too well <laughs> How hard did you try, though, on the scale of like one to ten? How hard did you try? <laughs> it was like a six. So, you know, like I tried them, like this ain't going nowhere. So, uh, not yelling. Yeah, you got you got to get some throat lozenges and stuff like that. Drink some tea with honey. That'll help. Maybe get a sensu bean, and then that'll take you to the next level. That's then kind of boost. So yeah, widows. So how is it like working in media? For the, how many years you've been doing this? So I don't work in media. I work in advertising. They're very distinct roles because media is boring and advertising is fun. <laughs> um, but I've been doing advertising maybe for like four years since 20, oh, almost five years. So in 2017, um, in September of 2017, I started a program called the Ad Fellows Program, which was really coming out from Verizon, but has since expanded. Um, and that's kind of where I got my start in advertising and marketing and media. I actually did a rotation in media, which is why I can say with full certainty that it's boring. Um, to each their own, though, definitely do not knock people that want to be in media. It was just, it would just wasn't my cup of tea. I really preferred the advertising and I really preferred strategy and brand strategy and of that. There are different like sectors, but brand strategy for me is the most exciting and My grandma's talking to me. You'd be like that. <laughs> She's the light of my life, but does not understand this whole virtual work situation that we have going on. She'll like knock on my door in the middle of a meeting. and She's like, there's food ready. And I'm like, yes. Dang. And my clients are like, huh? What, what was that? Francis, did you have something to say? And then I have to like make up this whole story. I was like, yeah, yeah. So what I was just saying was that this, we really like this topic because of XYZ reason. I had no idea what was going on. It's got to cover it. But anyways, that's pretty much the long answer. I've been doing brand strategy in particular for two and a half years almost now. Nice. And when you made that transition, because like in college, there's always like there's a student and then there's a professionals and they seem all glamorous and different. Did you ever feel different? Just like imposter syndrome. I have no idea what's going on. I'm just trying to do what I do. Absolutely. I feel like everyone, especially people of color, always feel that little sense of imposter syndrome. Like, oh, should I really be here? Obviously, I came into the industry through a diversity program. And so everyone kind of also then just assumes that you're kind of getting a handout. But I feel like a lot of the time you just feel confused. I felt definitely more secure in myself as a student because you go to class, you get your homework done, you get the good grades, you're done. That's it, right? And then once you graduate, you have to make all these decisions. And I majored in international business, which 
I don't know if you guys don't know this, but like this is the most ambiguous major in the entire <laughs> of the world. Like Baruch knew it. Baruch was like, this shit don't make no sense because then they force you to have a, what they call a functional minor. They're like, oh, you're either going to go into finance or marketing. And I was like, well, me and numbers, whatever. I mean, don't on my spot because I was a math tutor for, for a very long time, but I don't really like numbers. So I knew I was going to go into marketing, but yeah, it was very interesting that Baruch really just let me do that. Like really just let me pick the most ambiguous minor, major that I had no idea what I was doing. I graduated and I was like, well, what do I do now? Really? I don't, I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, that's, it's definitely like very jarring, especially like coming into the industry and people have known that this was their career since they were like 12. So they went to a specific school, like they have schools that have particular programs or they knew that they were going to major in it. So it's a little intimidating. And also knowing that a lot of people come from privilege, you know, advertising doesn't pay all of the bills when you're starting off as a junior. I think starting salaries range from, I want to say 39 to maybe like $50,000, but living in New York, you know, it's not that much. So they have a lot of supplemental income sometimes. And to me, that also is very intimidating because it's like, wow, like they have a safety net where a lot of people that I know like don't have that safety net. So it's like you either make it or you're shipping back home to like Oklahoma, wherever you're from. Yeah, I don't have that safety net. <laughs> so how are you living on your minimum wage entry level salary well not minimum wage on your entry level salary uh my mom made me pay the phone bill and cable bill and i just pay whatever else i buy see that's a great setup but you do have a little bit of a safety net you didn't move here you guys still stay at home some people move here from like different states and then they're kind of like oh wow that's it some people have moved back, and I'm like, mm, that makes sense. I fully support you. Make the best decision for yourself. New York is expensive, bro. And I can, I've can i lived here my entire life. New York is expensive. Like, I never knew that a Chipotle bowl could cost less than $10. Magical. Magical moments. It's just like, wait, it's not this, this expensive everywhere? This is that realization is like, I'm being robbed. <laughs> And sales tax, 8%? Some countries, I mean, some states don't even have any type of sales tax. And that's not even getting into city tax. Like, why? We pay a city tax, a state tax, and a federal tax. That's ridiculous. And my school's still underfunded. I have questions. (laughs) It says schools are schools and roads. And I'll see schools and roads. Yeah, we need to talk to this new mayor about that for sure. What are your plans to help the schools and the roads? particularly the schools. I mean, Baruch was a great school, though. It was underfunded, but we got a lot of things done. We, we, we made it happen. Definitely had a lot of fun, a lot of opportunities, a lot of time to explore. Three majors. That's fun. Three majors? Yeah, it's just my major twice. You see, had you picked something ambiguous like international <laughs> business, you never would have changed your major because it would have taken you all four years to figure out what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> it was like you graduated. It was like, what is international business? Yes, that's the answer. Good old days. Business. So what about like advertising? Because you say advertising is better than media. So why? So media is a lot more tactical and a lot more behind the scenes. Um, A lot of media planning that I've seen and I've done 
is you're in different Excel sheets, you're in different programs, but even the programs have like rows and rows of data, which go on forever. Um, And so it's a lot of behind the scenes work where I feel like advertising is a lot of in front of the scenes or like with the scenes, you're kind of like doing a lot of what you're doing and you never really look, you're not looking at a lot of Excel sheets. You're looking at presentations and decks and visuals and pictures. And if you're a strategist like me, you're doing a lot of research, which you do have to do a lot of reading, but I love reading and give me reading over like an Excel sheet any day. So like Excel sheets are useful in terms of like organizing information, but it's not like numbers. It's not like, oh, we have this KPI and we have to reach it by getting 5,000 impressions. And then also the way they write things, it's like 5M is 5,000 versus 5MM or capital M or whatever is like million. And I'm just like, why Why not just use a K? Why, why are we switching this up? And so I just feel like advertising in general is a little bit more glamorous, a little bit more fun. You're not really in the weeds of things. So you can look at the bigger picture. Makes sense. What I do is, Work at Group M, Associated Radio. So we're on the radio uh, advertising side. So my team does some do podcasting. They pretty much work with the planning team to see where to get the buys for the spots for the advertisers. So I'm just looking at this building and just paper, Excels and stuff like that. And do you like it? Are you having fun? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's six months in. I'm still trying to figure out. What I'm gonna do next? They're like, "What you wanna do next?" I'm like, "Like, I didn't get that far." I was like, "I get a job, and then I'll figure out later." I think that's a that's a valid plan for sure. Yeah, Group M is cool. Um, I actually know a lot of people that work at Group M, but it's also just I don't know something about media just doesn't vibe for me. But you guys get a lot of perks. The media people do definitely get a lot of perks, like a lot of concert tickets, especially from a lot of the vendors. Uh, one of my friends when we were doing our rotation. Her, one of the vendors took them all out to get like Nike sneakers. And I was jealous that day. I was like, well, <laughs> fine, whatever. Do what you need to do. But like getting their nails done in the middle of the day, all the free food. So, I mean, I guess media has its perks. For me, just the cons definitely outweigh the pros. Yeah, I definitely got $25 from a vendor a couple of times. Uber eats money, got a cookbook, got a sweater. I love swag. That is another thing I actually love about advertising. Can we talk about the swag? (laughs) Like, why do I have plushies from IBM, which I used to work on? I have hoodies from old companies. I have t-shirts. I have tote bags. I have water bottles, pens, notebooks, all of these things for free. That's my favorite part. Free shit. I think that's anyone's favorite part of any job. And I think in advertising, you get a lot of free shit. Like I might want, I want, should I leave or just keep getting free stuff? Because, you know, it's free. It's like, do I want to get a corporate job? Oh, that's another thing. Days off. Holidays are very important. I don't know what the Group M holiday schedule is, but I, I figure you guys have like half days off on Fridays before Memorial Day and like yeah. Labor Day weekend and all that stuff. That's nice. That's, that's really why I get into it. I'm like, I get to get, I get to wear <laughs> jeans to work. I have Memorial Day, Labor Day, and half days, and random days, too, nowadays. They're just like, uh, when I used to work at Ogilvy, I used to work under IBM. So we had, like, this whole thing called 8-Bar. And the heads of our 8-Bar would kind of just be like, you know, you guys have been putting in a lot of work this week. Take Friday off. Take a half day on Friday. I'd be like, say less. 
it was an amazing time in my career, I believe. Yes. I love the days off and then you can just put the PTO in and nobody asks you questions. Just like, all right, thanks for letting me know. Always buy your flight, then book your PTO. Because <laughs> then if they're going to be like, oh, well, actually, my need, you know what? I already booked my flight. That's crazy. <laughs> mm. you, know, you know, you met Mohammed, right? Yes. Me and him going to GenCon. We just got hotels. And now we just need to get the plane tickets. Then we put the PTO in later. And we'd be like, you guys are going where? GenCon is so an anime conference in Texas. Is that bigger than, um, there was there was anime con here. Yeah, I went to that one. So this is bigger. This is like the anime con event. Like this is the anime event of the year. Like what would be what would be the equivalent of like New York City Comic Con or like I guess San Fran Comic Con, which is bigger in anime world. San Fran, like well, Comic Con is still the biggest. This is because um, you know, RGC World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's their conference. It's their conference, so that's why we're going. That's, that's interesting. What animes are you watching these days? Anime mainly been keeping up with My Hero. That's really it. Everything else, I'm trying. I'm trying to get back into it. It's been trying to figure out like why I'm not. So yeah, My Hero really. Okay. Don't ask me that question because my answer <laughs> will be gone. <laughs> I'm very intrigued, but I haven't yet gotten there. My anime knowledge kind of. Ends and begins <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. One of my best friends is trying to make me watch Naruto, and he's been on this campaign for a couple of years now, and I refuse. I mean, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, you pretty much get Naruto. Same. Naruto definitely took a lot from Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Okay, that's good like, to know. Because like in um Dragon Ball Z was like the grandfather, and then Dragon Ball, then Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece was like the big three when I was in high school. So, yeah, so then you can see the influences of the battle, battle, battle shonen genre. They were saying that Dragon Ball Z has the second longest fight scene with Goku and Frieza, and that One Piece I think has the longest, where it like was fifteen episodes or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember, yeah Dragon Ball Z because the episode, the fight was supposed to be five minutes extra, and it kept going on. And so then that's became the meme. So yeah. Like, yeah, five minutes. I'm on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> what do you mean next time? What happened in this episode? I don't even know. Yeah. What else? I don't know. So yeah, anime. I should get back into it. I've just been, again, just trying to find myself. Deep. Where do you think you will find, well, like, where do you think your journey to finding yourself will lead you? Are you going to be, are you going to have a hero arc or like a villain arc? Like, where are you going? Kind of bringing it back to like what I was saying. I'm like, I have right now could go either way. How are you feeling? Definitely want to go anti-hero. Just do what I want because being a hero, that means you got to be like a symbol and you have the people look up to you. And that's a lot of pressure where people forget that you're human yourself. Mm-hmm. And then villain, that's just a lot of energy weight, like a lot of energy of being evil. like. The amount of constant fighting and everything you get from that is going to be too much. So, like, doing good, but also being selfish enough to do good for selfish reasons. Okay, so, like, Vegeta. Yeah. 
where he kind of never redeems himself. You're like, oh, he did that really great thing. You're like, yeah, but he's also an asshole. And you're like, hmm, that's that's true. How many planets did he destroy? Enough. Water under the bridge. Those planets <laughs> are gone. What's gonna happen now? Like, come on. Like he did kill a bunch of people in the stands in the Majin Buu saga. Because he was feeling sad. Well, you know, necessary sacrifices, right? That's kind of like the question. Would you save 10 people, 10 geniuses or 100 regular people? Was, was, that, was, that, um, was that thing, a kid on TikTok that was like, oh, no, people, there's five people on the chain track. Should we move the chain to one person or five people? And the kid moved the extra person to with the five people and then move the train to them. So that's a unique unique solution. Yeah, but how are you going to get 10 people <laughs> doing 100? Like, that's a lot of time. What if you don't have time before the train comes? Then you broke, then you blow the tracks. All right, you let me know how that works out. <laughs> I'm not big on manual labor. That's why I got a little corporate job. <laughs> I could do a little bit of both manual labor and corporate. I need, I need to make sure I need some time to give up. Run that back? I didn't understand that last part. Sometimes I need to get up, so I need a little bit of mission manual labor and corporate. Right, because you've been working from home, I assume. Yeah. Everyone, that's another great thing about advertising. You know who's working <laughs> back into the office? Banks. You know who's not? Advertising agencies. Love it. Like, if you um, want to, you can go. Yeah, no, they, sh- they shut down my office again. It was open for a hot second, and I went in a couple of times, and then they were like, mm, this Omicron variable. <laughs> I can't even say that straight. Every time I think, every time I start to say it, I'm like, oh, Marion? I'm like, I am not a virus. <laughs> um, every time. So then they shut it down. They're like, uh, business critical work only, which is fine for me, um, especially when it's cold. I'm not trying to commute in the snow. Just get the work laptop and just plug it into my other monitor. I got two screens. Some people have gotten really creative with like their home office setup. I literally have my one laptop. I don't need two screens. I'm a strategist. I'm fine. Um, and I work from my bed. I don't even have a desk. I have, I have a desk, but I haven't built it yet because I live in a small New York City apartment. And so there's no space for the desk and the chair that I bought. And so this is where I am. But I have a really fun, colorful background. So I think that balances things out. Yeah. All the pictures and stuff. There are some of these that were taken out Baruch, actually. Uh, good old days. I was at the spring fling for 2016. I was there. You were. You were. That was the year I graduated. Wait. And I graduated two years later. See, at my home office, I got two computers, plus work computer, plus my computer. No, for this work laptop, my laptop. I have a two monitor desk that holds both computers. Heck you out. <laughs> you are living the high life. And you got a nice little chair set up. Yeah, gaming chair. Okay, Zeke. Just preparing so when I move, I have everything already. Is that the plan? Are you trying to move? Are you yeah. trying to pay bills? I'm not trying to pay bills, but like if I want to do merch and stuff and start businesses, I have to move. And I'm just like, yeah, do what you gotta do. 
You do. You're in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Born and raised. How's that been going for you? Brooklyn. It's expensive. Yeah, way more. I remember the prices when I was a child. They ain't the same. What is it? The prices went up. <laughs> that Joe was speaking facts. He was like, yesterday's price ain't today's price. That's wild. Yeah, no, the gentrification of Brooklyn has actually been insane, even from the time that we started college or we, I guess you were starting high school if the for four years-ish apart. Um, it's nuts to see just how like the prices have gone up, things have been changing, like the developments that are coming through. It's the crazy. stars ain't there no more. The stars? Stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, like little stores. Yeah, everything's getting knocked down to put provide more housing the and then the stories that do come are like kombucha boutiques <laughs> who wants to be drinking kombucha all the time not i but yeah it's the same thing around here in flushing housing prices are like million dollars plus and i'm like hmm. so not buying a house anytime soon <laughs> great thanks it's like you know what yeah so my mom like so I was born without money, and you thought that was a good idea? You think the struggle, people are like, it's good in the struggle, I'm just like, but it's struggle. It builds character, Zeke, it builds character. <laughs> like I get like going to struggle is good, so you know that you can handle things, but people forget that you have to go through it. And you're just like, that's a lot. It is a lot. Like day to day, what are we doing? Where are we going? Us. but we made it through we're college graduates so that's something and we pick and we pick careers where we don't need masters it's another great thing about advertising you don't need a master's <laughs> my grandma was like get your masters i was like no i'm tired legit Everyone's asking, they're like, are you going to go back to get your master's? Are you going to go get your MBA? And I was like, unless you're trying to pay for it, then I'll think about it. But I'm not paying for that. You're nuts if you think I'm going to go back to school. For what? It's not even going to, like, draw. It's not even going to, like, cause that much of an increase in my salary. I'm debt free. That part. Like, why would I go get student loans? For a master's when I literally graduated and I have no student that you know who people are like crying that I cancel my student debts. I'm like, can't relate, but support your cause. Like I'll fight with you, but like I I, <laughs> I won't be on the front lines, but like I'm here. I'm here, I'm here for emotional support. Don't ask me to go to a picket fan to picket or like to rally. I'm like, I got you. I understand your struggle. It sucks that you paid money to go to school. I can't relate. That was not my story. I'm sorry. Be safe. Then we're looking at the um, financial aid paper. My income wasn't on the paper. I was like, I'm going to college for free. Let's go. No need for scholarships. That's, just, that's, that's being selfish. That's being selfish. You're like, oh, I make even less than this? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not paying anything. Works out. See, that's one thing me and my friends were talking about, though. And we have a conversation often. It's kind of like how in America, if you're really poor, you're kind of winning. 
you get like welfare or you get like food stamps and some section eight housing or different supplements, subsidies and things like that. You get free healthcare. Like if you apply to Medicaid and stuff like that. And then if you're super rich, also winning because you can just pay for all this shit, right? But like, how do you change your mentality from growing up super poor where you're like, oh, this is great. I don't have to pay for healthcare because the government got me. So then you start a job where you make too much money to qualify for Medicaid and Medicare. So then you're paying for health insurance and you're like, wow, this is like maybe like one, $200 out of my check every month. And then ain't nobody trying to help you out. Ain't nobody giving you no food stamps. You know who needs food stamps? Broke, single, young professionals because they don't know what the fuck they're buying. We, they don't have any food or they're ordering out, which then, you know, we're already trying to make all the ends meet. And now you're going to make me spend money on food on top of that. And so when I run for president, that will be my platform, along with four-day work weeks. You heard it here first. I don't know when I'll be eligible to run for president, or if that's something I actually really want to do. But I think it would be fun. You go for me, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'll go to school with her. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you willing for Francis? That's my friend. <laughs> I don't think you need a better reason to vote for someone. <laughs> like, I know them. I know them for a couple of years now. This is a cool person. Right. And then my platforms are solid. Four-day work week, SNAP benefits for middle class, lower middle class too, because upper middle class already are also pretty set. Like if you make it more than $250,000, you don't need no food stamps. But if you're making less than $100,000, $150,000, you know, I think we can work something out for you. And then four-day work weeks. That's it. That's my platform. Yeah, I miss working four days, like going to Baruch for four days and not. How great was that? You have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. And now you 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 graduate and you expect me to work five days a week and summers and winter breaks? Like, January used to be the winter break. Now I have a week. It's messed up. In other countries, you can take three months of vacation. Here, they're like, you're lucky if you get two weeks. Don't make no sense. I think I got 14 days in total. We need yeah. to talk about negotiation and <laughs> <laughs> you can negotiate PTO days, Zeke. I hope you know that. You can also negotiate. Well, now that we're still working from home, you can negotiate a new desk. If you need another monitor, if you need chargers, like you are your most powerful when you receive an offer and you haven't signed it yet. You can be like, you can talk to your HR person and be like, well, actually, you know, I don't think 14 days is going to cut it. I need at least 18. I mean, we get more after the first year, so that's why. And also, they tell you to keep you, Zeke, that's what they tell you to keep you in those chains of working. You know how many days 18 days are compared to like all the other days that you work, even given company holidays and stuff like that? It's not enough. Fight for your mental health. Fight for your right to go on vacation. I mean, I would have to go on vacation also. Well, yeah. And that costs money. Just take, a, take a mental health day. Just stay home. I mean, I'm, already, I'm, I'm already home. You can take a nice little, it's it's good to sometimes just, you know, deep decompress, not have to work. You wake up on a Monday or a random ass Tuesday and you're like, oh, guess who's not working today? It's amazing. I was thinking about that because like, you get like, I'm sorry, I'm on sick days. Like, what if I'm sick more? It might not be my year to this year. 
I just get sick all the time. And you're asked out. That's how I could. I, I have to um become an entrepreneur soon. Can't be working. Can't be having those certain amount of days. I'm just like nah. Ain't it, fam? It ain't it. Corporate America ain't it. Except it kind of is it, because I could never be an entrepreneur. That's, I feel like that's too much work, too much uncertainty and instability. But if you have a great idea, let me know. Pitch it to me, and I will I can be an investor. I got money in the bank. You mean an angel investor? Yes, absolutely. That is like my idea. That is what I'm going for right now. Like, if I can invest money and not have to do anything and watch the money grow, I'm here for it. Like, ah. Uh... You do all the work and I get all the benefits? Yes. Like, why not? Now I can see why slavery was so popular in, in the past. I, is that a bad joke? It's probably a bad <laughs> joke to be making the day before Black History Month. <laughs> I'm sorry, ancestors. My ancestors knew. I mean, it was a funny joke. But also, I can I can be I can, I can see the mentality. Just like I don't gotta do nothing, and I'm making money. This is great. And have to pay nobody. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But no, investing is a big, big way in like building generational wealth and building your own personal wealth. Um, regardless, so big fan in investing in things as long as there's like a solid business plan and proposal. So keep me posted, Jake. Definitely will. You know. Definitely. Just gotta move first and then try it out. And like, okay, cool, it's time to go public, but let me get some of the angels investors first. Exactly. You know, I'll, I'll be very generous. I'll give you the money and I won't take that much equity. We can work something out. I'm a reasonable person. I say, as I just made a joke about slavery and running for president in the same like 30 minutes. <laughs> and then you went for president and be like, why are you on um, what if advances? Ah, my benefactor? What? You can't. Oh, yeah. And then people are going to look at me funny and they're going to be like, ah, Ezekiel Williams is now the Secretary of State. Wait, run that back. What does the Secretary of State do? I have no idea, but I'm doing it. I mean, does anyone really know what does the Secretary of State know what the Secretary of State does? I can't even tell you what they do. Jesus Christ. I would not pass the USA, um, what you call it, immigration test? Oh, like the citizenship test? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know for the Secretary of State, they do a lot of traveling. So they're kind of like the head ambassador, I think, for the United States. And now, when, when will I ever use that information again? I never know. Just casually in a bar, bringing up in conversation. <laughs> That's how you get all the ladies. Or I guess. You know, Secretary of State does. And then they'll be like, oh my God, you're so smart. <laughs> Damn. Next thing you know, you're married with three kids. Jesus Christ. Three tuitions? <laughs> well, no, by that point, if you would have voted for me, then college will be free. That's how it all works out here. There's levels. Fun. That's not 20s. I'm getting old. When NBA players are younger than me, I'm just like, oh, 
All right, but NBA players are also like 19, 20. Like, so that's not a fair, <laughs> that's not a fair comparison at all. I mean, because like, I'm so used to them like being adults and me being a kid. And then it's like, oh, wait, I can call them kid. And then, but you'll still look up to them. But I'm Kush. Like, ah, oh, they're making millions. Because they're tall. Or I, I'm like I, I'm happy with my height, but like I'm not tall, tall. I'm How tall are you? Six two. You're pretty tall. Yeah, like I'm tall. Like I count. Like I'm tall. Like the definition of tall, but I'm not tall enough to like really make the league consistently, mm-hmm. and that's just annoying. I'm like five four, five five. So we're having two completely different conversations. <laughs> I just want to be tall enough to reach the top shelf of something, and I'm not. So, because <laughs> I'm just like, I have all this hype, but what am I do with it? I'm trying to think. You can help me reach things from the top shelf. I do that a lot. Uh, one time I found a dollar, this lady behind me was struggling. I was like, oh, I got it. Did, did she find that helpful or did she kind of look at you like this? Fuck. <laughs> I think so. I think she was just surprised. I was just like, oh, you seem to be struggling. I saw this meme once that it was like, as a tall person, you should never like offer to help a short person reach for something on the top shelf. But if they ask, you must always comply. Yeah, I've seen that before. <laughs> I didn't ask. I just did. So you found some you found some gray area, I guess. Look at that. See, maybe that can be your superpower, just reaching things from top shelves and bringing it down to short people. You're like, hello down there. You're welcome. You know what's funny? My mom is 5'11, right? But the WBA wasn't invented until 96. That was born in 97. So NBA was born, was recreated earlier. She could have been playing basketball and been rich. Would have changed your whole entire life. And now here you are, living in Brooklyn. How do you feel about the WNBA? I guess indifferent, like they play basketball. I don't really have anything against it. You think you're part of the problem. We need to be very pro the WNBA because they be doing a lot of shit and they don't get enough recognition or credit or money for all the shit that they be doing. That would just, that would take a whole society shift because I barely, like, I watch basketball, but I barely watch basketball, if that makes sense. Because it all just comes money because if it's a self-fulfilling process, self-fulfilling problem. Because they need money for like sponsors, all that stuff. But the sponsors are only, only gonna be there if there's money. And then you also need people to be like into it. And then that's just a whole problem. Well, you work in media. You can solve this problem, Zeke. You can figure out how to get more media dollars to the WNBA by attracting more viewers. That's what it is, right? You need viewers, and then the sponsors come because they want to attract those viewers to buy their products, and then the WNBA has money. Yeah, 
I'm task I'm tasking you with that problem. Your group M is going to solve the women's NW the Women's National Basketball Association. Uh, lack of viewership. Let me know how that works out. Right, I'll give you an update. <laughs> I want quarterly meetings on this. Please and thank you. So the Zooms like kick every four months, every three months. Yes, update on the WNBA. What is happening? I come. I make a whole business plan. Come to the WNBA. Like, hey, cool. Here's what you got. Here's what you guys went wrong. Am I? Is, what is that? Not a great business plan. <laughs> I think it's a great opportunity for you, Zeke. You already like basketball. You want to play. Your mom could have played. There's just a lot of dots connecting right now. You don't seem all that in thrilled. <laughs> You're like, Francis Sonia isn't even my job. Why is she still isn't even my boss? Why is she still giving me work to do? I don't even improve no more. I'm still the boss of you. Did I ever work for you? I've worked around. You if you were ever a peer mentor, you technically did work for me. My sophomore year? I think I was that was like the lead peer mentor. And then I worked under Dave. Yeah, I did work on the day for a couple of years after graduating. Oh, you were the new me. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? It was just mainly tutoring and then any other random stuff that was just thrown my way. You made me do a lot of Excels. Maybe that's why I hate media so much and that's why I don't want to look at another Excel. <laughs> it's like a list of 200 names of all the new incoming Sikh people. It's like, this is all of them. What am I supposed to do? Write down whether or not they did their final assignment and whether or not they're failing. Okay. Spoiler alert. Most of them did not do their final assignment. Why are you like this? What? I did my final assignments. I'm, I'm saying y'all as like a generational, as a... As a That's as a every generation. Thing. That's not true. That generation isn't like that. I don't believe you. We're going back to the height thing. Imagine if you're six five, but you didn't play basketball, then you just like even the worst situation that I am. See, I feel like then that puts an immense amount of pressure on people who are over six five or over. Like, what if they're just not coordinated? What if they don't have that hand eye coordination that you need in order to be a basketball star? I feel like that in high school, he was 6'4". Now play basketball and day his life. It also brings me, like, that reminds me or makes me think of, um, so I've met a lot of, like, Black people that go to predominantly white schools. And they always talk about how if they're tall and Black, everyone always assumes that they're a student athlete. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're on the basketball team, you're on the football team. And they kind of look at them like, no, I'm a med student. And they're like, oh. Well, why aren't you on the basketball team? He's like, I don't want to play basketball. Like, you could be a doctor and play basketball. You don't, you don't see the connection. You don't see. <laughs> like, you don't see the disconnect. He's like, that's not why I came here. <laughs> like, you can save a life, do some CPR, and close somebody up. Is that how it works? What are the what are the transferable skills from basketball player to doctor? Let me know. 
um, you know, leadership, patience, the thing under pressure, steady hands. You have steady hands. I mean, I guess you do, but you're doing a lot of dribbling, so it's not very steady. But you have right? to keep it. You, it's not like stationary steady, but it's like in control. Dexterity. Yeah. See, you okay, know. I believe it. I buy it. In repetition. Awesome. Okay. Are you saying that now all basketball players should be doctors? Because I don't. <laughs> I might have an I might have an issue with some some of these young basketball players becoming doctors. Was <laughs> Nick Young? You coming back to become a doctor? That'd be hilarious. Any of the Ball brothers? Bonzo. Bonzo could become a doctor. Why? <laughs> You know, he's calm, collected. Definitely used to the pressure. And if all of these basketball players become doctors, they would have to raise the, like, average surgical bed. Because I feel like right now it's kind of, like, lower. But then if all these people who are, like, 6'5 or above become doctors, you can't have them hunching over. You have to raise that. I actually thought about that a lot since I think I watched Property Brothers one time and there was like this couple and they're both over six feet. And one of the things that they were, they were like, oh, we want like high-end countertops. And you actually have to pay extra for that, which first of all is a little unfair. But also like, it just makes sense. Like if they're brushing their teeth, can you imagine like the distance from like their tall ass to like yes. the sink if they don't have high-end thing? Oh, well you do because you're <laughs> tall. <right? laughs> like, they're, like they're over six feet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta just look down and everything's like, well. Why are you so short? Do you have back problems from leaning over so much? My lower back hurts. A lot. I'm sorry for that. Like, Not that I had anything to do with it. But <laughs> it like it was all Francis's fault. Don't don't put that propaganda out there. You're gonna ruin my presidential <laughs> election. Wait, why aren't you one for Francis? Ah, uh, she hurt my back a couple years ago. Dang. That's it. I lost. I lost New York. Can't. You'll have Zeke. You'll have New York. Why would you? Why would you just sabotage my whole presidential election like that? We were going so well. Remember, four-day work week. Mandatory two months vacation, maybe three. Let's see how crazy we can get. Maybe two. That might be pushing it, but we almost there. I'm just saying. Vote for me. Great things will happen. You know what's funny? I lost, I became Zeke in college. I lost, all, I lost my first name, lost my last name. I just know about one name, that's it. You're having like a Beyonce moment. <laughs> it's like, that's when you know you're famous. Nobody cares about the Knowles. They're just Beyonce or Solange. Zendaya, Jay-Z, Drake. Well, Jay-Z is actually not Jay-Z. So we can't say, that's a stage name. We can't say that he dropped, he doesn't need a last name because like Jay-Z just kind of came out of nowhere. Diddy either. That's not his name. They're actually both Sean's, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Zendaya, Beyonce, and Solange. So we're just gonna keep it at that. They actually dropped their last names. Nobody else is like talking about. But them. Drake dropped every other name but his middle name. That's true. We love a Drake. We love a Drake moment. <laughs> and there's also, um, oh my gosh, somebody else like dropped their name. Oh, Selena Quintanilla. She also was just Selena. And now Selena Gomez has to be Selena Gomez or Selena, depends. Because she's not Selena. It's a difference. Thank you. How this argument. Well, like this one girl was like, I listen to Selena all the time. And every and I literally was trolling her in the comment and then like the team chat. And I was like, Selena, who? Because I don't think we're talking about the same one. There's only one Selena. Wait, Selena Gomez, you listen to her? That's crazy. We're not we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about her as a person. She's a very interesting person. But yeah. You meet a lot of great people in advertising. Very different interests, very wide spectrum of thing. It's another great thing about advertising. You'll never know who's gonna pop up. So today we saw, we had this guy start and he looks exactly like Frankie Munez. Um, and so we're pretty sure that it's him. He's just having like a little alien, but like the, the resemblance is uncanny. Uncanny, like that's definitely, that's definitely Frankie. That's definitely him. You Google him, like what he's doing right now? Currently working there. <gasps> no, see, he ha- he's working under an alias, so he's not even going to pop out. But in my heart of hearts, I know it's him. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. 20-somethings. We just talked randomly for an hour. Oh, snap. Look at that. Time flies when you're just talking about really random things. (laughs) Actually, really random things. I don't know how we got on this whole tall conversation. But I'm glad it happened because things had to be said. Why do people have to pay extra to raise their countertop? I understand that you're having more materials, but you have to take into consideration. And that has to be some sort of discrimination, right? Yeah. Like bus stop, like bus, buses. I can't really sit in the seats and assist sideways. Because of my knees. We need a world that is inclusive for tall people. But also inclusive for people in wheelchairs. And people that aren't short. Or people that are short. And then people that are in between. It's kind of rough. Why don't you just stand, I think. I think that might be the, I think that might be the best solution. <laughs> just stand. Next time you're on the bus, we can go sit down just stand. <laughs> So yeah, and if I want to go to Japan, it would suck even more. Yes, absolutely yes. I don't even think you'd fit on one of the trains, and everyone would think you're a basketball player or famous, so they would always take pictures of you. Yeah, it's like I don't fit here. I'm just gonna go back. Have you ever been to Japan? As no. an anime fan, I find it very surprising that you have not. That costs money in the passport. You do not have a passport? No. Zeke. Yes. 
what are we doing? See, I was going to buy one 2020, but then the pandemic happened, so I kind of just put that to the side. Now I'm freaking back up. That is so interesting. Have you just never wanted to go anywhere? Or you were just like, oops, I don't have a passport. Just not going to do that. I mean, I wanted to, but then, again, don't have a passport. Then that costs money. Then it costs planning. And I'm very good at planning. I just forget. and just like, oh, we're supposed to do that. Interesting. Your first passport isn't all that expensive, I don't think. But if you lose it, then you're asked out for sure. Or maybe your first passport is expensive and then renewing it isn't expensive. I don't know. I've always had a passport. <laughs> mm, sounds nice. You know, had to go visit my dad who was in the DR because he didn't have papers while my mom did his papers. So good and bad, I guess. Like I have a reason to not be here. It's a bad reason, but. And then my dad came over and I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm going to keep traveling. Thanks. So it all turned out fine, really. The moral of the story is you need a passport, and then things will turn out fine. I'm sure you'll find yourself. Once you get a passport, that's it. Bam. <laughs> I find myself like, ah, oh, that's where I was. I was over there. Yeah. I mean, you might find yourself in Japan. You might find yourself in Brazil, but you'll find yourself. But I'm um, Kush. I'm really great at the corny, punny jokes. Just another reason why you should vote for me for president. <laughs> What do people who don't watch anime, what do they do for fun? I read non-manga books. I watch TV, just not anime. I go out to eat with friends a lot, actually. Um, I go out to shows. I see that on Instagram a lot. I'm just like, oh, that's supposed to be nice having friends. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I go to shows. Broadway week is happening, so you can get two-for-one tickets. So I went to go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and I'm going to go see the Book of Mormon. So that's exciting. Um, I go to concerts. I have the Justin Bieber concert coming up in April, followed by the Raul Alejandro concert followed up in April. I got tickets to go see Bad Bunny, so I'm going to go see him <laughs> at Yankee Stadium in the, August. The wrestler? Yes. WWE's very own Bad Bunny. I think he's putting on um, a little showcase with uh, Triple H. And I actually have no idea who else is still a wrestler these days. All the wrestlers I used to know are like probably <laughs> retired and old. My man, but, Bad Bunny, just, he just making his career transition. He just like, like y'all know right now he's going to leave music forever and he's going to become a wrestler. That's fine. That's fine. I feel like he's put out enough music to keep me popping for the next at least 10 years when he transitions back because wwe is not a sustainable career right if you look at the rock if you look at john cena what are they doing now they're all movie stars so he'll be back mm-hmm. unlike rihanna i don't think she's ever coming back to music i just <laughs> now she got a baby on the way with asap rocky of all people asap he going with the music either i guess wasn't wasn't aware i'm not i'm not very familiar with his discography really. going back to you hang out with your friends i'm like where did she get all this money from it's called budgeting <laughs> zeke okay it's called a budget 
it's also called changing jobs. So you can get a $20,000 salary increase every time you leave a job. Pro tip, if you want to make money in advertising, leave, <laughs> get a new job <laughs> and ask for double the money that you are making. And then they'll give you somewhere in between. If I can give any piece of advice to young people, that is my advice. Start high, right? Whenever you start a career, ask for as much money. Even if you think you're like, no, this is ridiculous. Ask for 60, 70, 80K. First job, entry level, straight out of college. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. But then they're going to know, oh, we can't play with this person. So then they'll offer you at least like 50K. I think 50K is, understand. 50 to 60K is what you should be aiming for as, at an entry level, like advertising job, right? And then if you are, if that's your base, you get one promotion, usually promotions are like what, 20%. So then you'll be making close to 70. And then you leave a job, bam, automatic, at least 20 to 30K. So you'll be making 100K in what, like four, three years. Six figures. Yep. That still counts as low income in New York. I think in New York it does. They don't believe it. They try not to play you, but the way I look at my taxes, yeah, we still broke out here, you heard? <laughs> but it's all about budgeting, really. And not paying rent, because I also live at home. And so that's a, that's a, that's a big help. Uh, you don't pay rent. I pay bills. I pay, I pay bills. I pay my cable bill because I'm the one that has Wi-Fi. And I will occasionally pay the phone bill with my brother. It depends. We like do a little switch off thing. but I don't pay rent and rent in New York is expensive. Yeah. And so that's how I can afford to eat out all the time and go to concerts and travel. It's like, mm, I must be doing something wrong. I don't have this kind of money. You're just not me. Also as a girl, a lot of the times I go out to eat, I'm not paying. Hmm. Must be nice. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> look at me. Do you think I'll be buying my own dinner? No. JK, JK, we live uh, in an empowered woman society. If you would like to buy your own dinners and or treat your mans, I completely support you 100%. That's just not my life. I'm kidding. I pay for my food sometimes. When I go out with my friends, I do. <laughs> I go out with other people. And sometimes with my friends that make more money than me offer, I'm like, yes, absolutely, you can pay for this. Thank you. I appreciate you. And that's why it's good to have rich friends. Friends. Money. All my friends, we all broke. That's fine. That's why you gotta find you gotta find some new friends to add to your circle that are rich. So if you learned anything from me today, it's one, find rich friends. Two, negotiate your salary and PTO and everything else you can. You can literally get people to pay for your company to pay for a lot of really random shit. Three, vote for me whenever I'm for president. And four, I don't know. I feel like there should be a fourth point because like four is my favorite number, but I'm really trying to think. Um, 
that's what I said. Inclusiveness. Hmm? Everything needs to be inclusive for tall people, short people. Yes, there we go. We love to see it. Inclusivity and yes, inclusivity. So I think we can end it there. So the last question is, what would you name your origin story? I think I would name it Gray. Because, you know, it's not really good, right? Because good is typically associated with white. It's not necessarily evil. And evil is usually typically associated with black. But it's a mix of both. Because, you know, I can go either way. Nice. All right. I feel like I, I'd want to be a villain, though. Local. <laughs> I feel like that'd be more fun. Definitely. There's a lot of fighting. Yeah, but you get to just be evil. And you're like, you don't give a fuck what anybody says. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to blow up 15 cities right now. Bam. Why not? Cool. Thanks. But I also feel like I would feel really bad about all those people I just killed. So. Like, oh, no. Oh, well. Yeah, like I'd be Vegeta for sure. I feel like I'd start off as a villain and then like I'd be like, eh, I kind of got to like not be an asshole. But then still be an asshole, but everyone kind of like loves you anyway. Mega Mon. Yes. Yep, we'll end it there. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Anytime. That brings another episode of the Let's Get Podcast to a close. I'd like to thank my friend Francis for joining the podcast. For next week, I have my friend Antonio coming on the podcast. I hope you can join the next day, and I hope to see you there.